0: So as I said, the Branches have been friends with us for quite some time. They visit here every now and then. We visit them every now and then at their Church in Lawrence. And I just think we have an awesome opportunity right now. I know that Chinni is full of the word. I know she's a lady and a woman of God that is full of the word. And so just prepare yourself to receive tonight. I have a feeling she's got something special for us something and i know she has something anointed and, and it will change you so we just want to ask for ears to hear father we just thank you for ears to hear tonight we thank you for eyes to see we thank you for opening the word we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be released over us and so we bless you tonight father and we thank you in jesus name
1: amen praise god hallelujah I want to, first of all, thank Pastor Miles and Lisa for having us here today. It is an honor to be here today. And I want to thank all of you for welcoming us into the house. Amen. It is quite an honor. My name is Cheney Branch, as Pastor Miles has introduced me. We met their family at um, at this school. Yeah, BCA, yeah, BCA. We met at Prayer in a Moms group. I met Lisa there and we connected and we've been friends since. Uh, Wondering my accent, originally from Nigeria, West Africa. That's the accent you're hearing. And I thank God, it's been quite a journey getting here. Um, It is a divine plan, a divine orchestration. And believe you me when I say, this is not a coincidence that you are here today. This is a divine appointment, and God planned it this way. So I encourage you, my plea to you is that you open your heart. Get past the accent. <laughs> open your heart and expect to hear something from the Holy Spirit today. I believe the Spirit of God is here, and we're going to have a visitation. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So I was praying, asking the Holy Spirit, what exactly he wants to do here today? What exactly, Holy Spirit, Lord, what is, what is the message, the now message that you have for the church in this hour? Holy Spirit, what exactly, what is your plan, what is your purpose? This invitation to come here to speak tonight, what do you have in mind? As I'm praying and praying and praying, I hear in my spirit, the spirit of God is saying, it is time for that I want to awaken my body. Wow. Amen? So the Holy Spirit is awakening your spirit today. Amen? The Holy Spirit is looking to ignite your spirit so that your spirit is well and alive and open to receive everything that you need for this hour that the church is in. Amen? Hallelujah. And in order to awaken the church, I believe the thing I'm sharing this night, I want to say this morning, the message I have this evening, it's like, I believe this message is giving me, is a message, I want to title my message, The Blessing of Obedience. Amen? You know that without obedience we're gonna we be sure changed in what God's plan for us right obedience is necessary obedience is essential obedience is the key to the nesting that God has for us amen as a body in this anti move God is looking to it's almost like i feel like he's mending the nets for lack of a better word right if there are if there is no like when you put up a tent And there's holes in it. If you put a tent up, the water is going to leak in every single uh, hole there is, right? I feel like the Lord is mending the tent. He's sealing every hole that the enemy has been attacking the church with. So that when this next move of God gets here, it won't be stolen from us. Amen? When this next move of God gets here... We won't be perplexed and be like, what happened? I had it. What happened? Amen? Because we've seen a lot of moves slip through our fingers, right? We've been in a lot of rivers and you come out full of the Spirit. Two weeks into it, a month later, you're like, what happened? It was working, but Lord, what happened? Amen? And that is the message I bring to you tonight. May we please go to the book of James. The blessings of obedience Amen. Looking at the book of James, James one, we're gonna read from verse two. James one two three four. Verse two to four. And he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. I'm reading from the King James. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. What is the first thing that happens when you're on a path and the Lord you say you receive a word from the Lord? I'm sure everybody here has had an opportunity to receive a prophecy from the Lord, right? You, we've all, most of us, been have great words from the Lord, great prophecies, right? And then you find yourself in a wilderness. You find yourself battling trials, battling a, a fight, battling temptations, right? You feel like the Lord said, "Head north." But with every obstacle that's come to derail you, you find yourself heading west. You find yourself heading east. You find yourself moving everything but heading north. And what did the word of God say? Count it all joy. Why is that? What's joyful in it? Right? We ask, what, how do I count it joy, Lord? How do I count it joy when I fall into various temptations in three, says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Amen? Patience is essential. Patience is like a foundation. Patience is like that table, you know, it, you, you, you want to display something, but you can't just put it on the floor. You need something to carry the weight, so it's like that table. For example, if you had a table and the table capacity is to carry a 10-pound weight, can you put a 500-pound weight on it? Amen. So why do the tests and trials come and why are we counting the joy? Because there is more that God is looking to bring into our lives. Amen. So God is strengthening your foundation and through this trial and through this season of trial and test, your patient is going to be birthed in you because in this patience, your foundations are strengthened so that you can carry this heavy loaded anointing. Amen. You got to go through stuff. We got to go through the fire. I didn't write the book. (laughs) I'm just a messenger. Amen. And I know we don't like to go through stuff, but he says, count it all joy. Amen. I'm encouraging us, start to look at it differently. I'm starting to ask myself, if I find myself in a situation, Lord, what is it that I need to have in this situation? How do I get higher? How do I increase? We need to start looking at trials and temptation as stepping stones. Because it is the stepping stone. You got to step on it in order to get to the next level. Amen? You might say, it doesn't feel good that all my friends have abandoned me. It doesn't feel good that it feels like the world has turned its back on me. Welcome to the club. What happened to Job? Job had it going. Job was rich. Job has resources. But guess what? He went through stuff. He went through stuff. And the Bible tells us that the later days of Job was greater than his beginning. Amen? So we want increase. We're going to pass through the fire of testing of our faith. There's no other way, I wish there is, but there isn't any other way. That's why we're told to count it all joy. Amen? Count it all joy, knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience. Amen? Produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Amen? So patience have a purpose that it will be perfected in you. You do realize your spirit is brand new when you gave your life to Christ. You got, you've been given a brand new spirit, right? And the Bible instructs us to, try to meditate on the word so that our souls will be transformed, right? And then we have this old flesh to do all this with. Right? And what did Paul say about his flesh? He said, I buffet my flesh. Right? Least after I have preached the gospel, I might be a castaway. The flesh is suicidal. The flesh will self-sabotage. The flesh is not your friend. Okay? I want to encourage us today. He said, I buffet my flesh that after I've preached the gospel, I myself will not be a castaway. So we go through the trial so that your flesh is buffeted, so that the rebel in you is beat out. Amen. (laughs) Because God is looking for an obedient body. Amen. Amen. God is looking for a church that is committed to go the distance. Praise God. God is looking for a church with our sport, with our wrinkle. And that is who we are because that's what he said concerning us. We don't have to be discouraged in the process because the word of God encourages us that the greater one lives in you, the spirit of God is in you. Amen. Amen. Greater one is in you, and the greater one is in you. It's like, he's like GPS, chatting away, showing a path, directing you through everything you're doing. I was giving him a testimony at church this morning, talking about the Holy Spirit. Talking about listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We understand the Spirit guy is not going to yell at you. He's very soft. He's so gentle. I wish he would yell at me. <laughs> I wish he would yell at me but he doesn't. He's so gentle with the way he moves with us. Unless your life is in danger, the Spirit guy is not going to raise his voice. And I'm driving down the road. I was talking about the Holy Spirit, hearing him, listening to him, being guided by him. I'm driving down the road a few years ago, and I hear the Holy Spirit say, see that car down there. I'm, I'm, do- I'm, I'm on the road, you know, um, it's not a highway, just regular road. I'm going this way. Cars are coming this way. And at this section of the road, I'm going that, down the road. And the street guy says, see that car over there? I say, yes. He said, that car is going to borrow down, cross the middle line, and just borrow down through you. Get out of the road. Hmm. I, he said, <laughs> get off the road. I thought, wow, that is very, I, literally the car came, crosses the middle road as I'm, shh, I jumped right off the road into the side road. Amen. That is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he is training us. He wants to train us so that we can hear him. He wants us to hear him because he can save your life in a day. Amen. Disobedience is not good. Disobedience is not our friend. We need to be obedient children of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we don't want to be passive anymore in our faith in Jesus Christ. We need to be fully convinced Right? We need to be fully convinced because it cost him everything for the salvation that we so enjoy. It cost him everything. It cost him his very life. This salvation we are enjoying. Amen? So no more passivity. No more half-heartedness. But we're going to go at this wholeheartedness. Amen? With wholeheartedness, we've got to give it all we've got. Because it is the last days, isn't it? So we're going to pray like we've never prayed before, right? We're going to study like we've never studied before. We're going to meditate like we've never meditated before. I'm looking at the body of Christ all over America and I'm like, God, it is time to awaken the giant. It is time this giant awakens and realizes how powerful she is he is. (laughs) Amen. The giant is powerful. The church is the most powerful entity in the earth today. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ is the most powerful institution the world has today, and we need to know that. So it is time for this giant to awaken from her slumber. Praise God. So think about it. we've been at this since we've got, given our life to Christ, since we've been saved. We've been waiting for this time. We don't get tired now. We're at the brink of it. We're at the brink of this end time revival. It is not time to check out. It is not time to put the baton down. It is time to charge at it full force. We are the dispensation that's going to bring back, usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. We are it. This is it. This is that dispensation. This is that body that's been talk- that was talked about. You've been talked about. You've been written about. In the book of Revelation, this is that army. Amen? So it's time to awaken. It's time to arise. Amen? If there's ever a time, this is it. Praise God. And then reading through James, I'm going to continue. says, so, so James 1, going down to verse 6, it says... Okay. I can't... Oh, right, there you go. Okay, so on 5, I skipped 5. So in 5 it says, If any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God, they give it to all men liberally and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. God is a liberal in his giving. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> He's a liberal when it comes to giving. In verse 6, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth It's like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Seven, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Eight, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. No more double-mindedness. We need to be 100% committed. A hundred percent committed to the course. A hundred percent committed to the vision. A hundred percent committed to the instructions the Holy Spirit is releasing to the body of Christ in this hour. Amen? Hallelujah. No longer frustrating our faith. We've all been given the measure of faith. We've heard that, right? Every human being that has developed Muscles, we all have the same muscles, right? Some people's muscles are more developed than others. Why? Because they've trained. They've used that muscle. The only way your muscle gets strengthened is by using it. The only way your faith gets stronger is by exercising it. Amen? So we're no longer going to be coward. We're going to be bold, and we're going to exercise our faith. We're going to build our faith because with God there are no surprises, you get what you are believing, amen. You we get to write our own ticket, He gives you a blank check, you get to fill out how much it is that you are looking to receive, amen. Because somehow along the way, we've thought, Oh, perchance this might happen, and perchance that might happen, and perchance that will happen, but no. God has brought us all the way in. Maybe the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. We're in the New Testament, Jesus Christ shed his blood and brought us all into sonship and daughtership. Amen. So you're in. You're in the back room of God. You're in an intimate place with God. And God has brought you all the way into his throne. Amen. So you got front stage. Front stage opportunity to hear the downloads of heaven, to receive what is happening in the throne of grace. Amen? So you know what is happening because an invitation has been given to the church. An invitation has been given to the body of Christ. And a cry from heaven, and I hear the heavens say, Come up hither. Amen? There's an invitation. Everybody here will, will agree with me. If you've been, have you been like feeling a pull by the Holy Spirit? Come, study some more. Let, come on, pray some more. Come on, meditate some more. Sit with me a little bit more. Come on, just come on. He's just been pulling at us and pulling at us and pulling at us more than ever. And the most beautiful thing about it is, it don't take much to get into the presence of God. Trust me, I remember when we used to pray for hours, all night. Just get it, trying to get into the presence. I was there. There used to be a time. You tarry days <laughs> before the breakthrough. Now you don't even have to push. It's like heaven has come. Heaven has just met our earth. Yeah, we're very close. Heaven is here. Heaven has met our earth. You don't have to push far. You're in the spirit. Not doing much. Yes, there's a big door open in the spirit. And it's like, when do, why, do we, why are we quitting? Why are we quitting now? It's time to put our foot on the gas and Go. It's not time to slow down. It's time to break right into, into the fullness of the Spirit. Amen. It's not time to slow down, now with God, now with God the Holy Spirit. And no, we're not waiting on Him, He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on me. And so the pulling, so the wooing. And the invitation, come on and keep coming. Come on and keep coming. And that's what's happening to us. Amen? Hallelujah. Because we're praying and asking, God, give, give us vision. Because if we can see with our eyes of faith, we're positioned to receive. If we can hear it, then we can get it into our noah to receive it. There's no mystery. All this news you're hearing is not mystery. You and I can have all that news downloaded into our spirit before CNN breaks it. That's the time we're in. That's the time we're in. Amen? Praise God. So in James 1 going down to verse 19 He says, "Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear Slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. There's not such a thing as speaking everything that comes to our mind. <laughs> like some will say, I'm just speaking my mind. <laughs> it's not scriptural. <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's just it's just family time. I'll send the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. And, and it's all love, right? Because we're like, what are the... What's the word? What are the... K- sinks in our armor? How do you say that? In a- kinks. kinks in our armor. What are the kinks in our armor? Why are we leaking the presence? Why are we leaking the anointing? Where's the anointing going? You were full yesterday. You were full last week. Why are you so empty? Where, where are the holes? We want to plug it all up. Amen? Hallelujah. So in 21, it says, James 1, 21, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. 22, but be doers of the word. And not hearers only deceiving your own selves. 23. For if any be, if any, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goes his way. And straightway forget it, what manner of man he was. King James kills me, okay? Does King James kill anybody else? <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> I brought my King James Bible, not my new King James. It's all good. We'll get through this. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in 26, continue to read, okay, 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Praise God. Doer, not a hearer. Doer, not a hearer. We've been called to do, to obey the message. Amen? We've been called to walk in the light of Christ's word. Doers, not hearers only. Amen? Doers, not hearers only. Continue to read in verse 27, no, 26. If any man among you seem to be religious, in our word now spiritual, and and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Praise God. So I like where it says, says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Amen? That's the blessedness of obedience. That we're not just hearing the message. See, somebody who just hears the message is like someone that just washes, washes their hands and walks away. You know, there's a difference when you just take a shower or when you, and you take a bath, right? Hearing the message only, okay, you take a shower of the word, you dry up, and you go off. Taking a bath is like meditation where you soak yourself in a word. Amen? Because, you know, there are some things that can, does, doesn't come up just by showering. I'm not meaning literally. shower. <laughs> I don't take a bath. I don't sit in my tub every day. <laughs> I don't mean literal. But I'm just, you know, for an analogy, a natural analogy of a spiritual truth, right? There are some things that, that, some things that don't come off until they're soaked. Amen? So that's where meditation of the word comes in. Not just reading it, but meditating that truth. Spending time with that truth, repeating it over and over again until it registers in your heart. That's the difference between just reading it and going and sitting there and meditating on it. It makes you a doer. Meditation, the art of meditation of the Word of God, creates a doer out of you. Amen. You want to be obedient to the Word? You want your life transformed, you want to be a doer of the word, start to meditate. Because the truth is, we are all meditators. You're always meditating on something. It might not be the word, but everybody here, your mind is cooking something right now. (laughs) Think about it. meditation on purpose you can put the word there instead of worrying you can put the word there instead of trying to solve that problem and solve that problem and solve that problem and solve that problem problem. yes there is time for that but meditation will make a doer out of you meditation will make an obeyer out of you amen because you get it into your spirit when you meditate. It's not just sitting in your mind. When the word of God just sits in your mind, you know what happens? You become a mental center. You ascend to it. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, I read that. It's there. It's true. But it doesn't change your life. Amen. Transformation comes when that word bypasses, goes through the mind into your soul Stitch um, gets locked down into your spirit. Then transformation can happen. When the word of God is planted, he said, the implanted word of God, when the word of God becomes planted into your heart, it becomes you. You become it. And when that word of God is planted, then it can grow and yield the fruit. Amen. This is not new truth. This is stuff that Pastor Miles has been teaching. This is stuff that your pastors have been teaching. This is stuff that we've all been hearing about. Right? And the Spirit of God reminds us again tonight. We're going to go back to the basics. Going back to the basics. Even as a a pastor, going back to the basics. Right? Right? Because we got here because of the basis, didn't we? You are where you are today spiritually because of the basis. We're not going to turn back from it. The beauty of the word of God is you never graduate. <laughs> there are some things we revisit as we grow and mature in the things of God, right? It, you just, it's, it, yeah, there are levels, I understand, right? And then it's good to look at ourselves. What is the diet the Spirit of God is feeding you at this season? And I think a lot of times we want to eat what God is giving somebody else to eat. What is the diet the Spirit of God is feeding you with in this season? What are the scriptures he's bringing to your heart and putting in your mind? What are the scriptures you can't get away? You turn the radio, there it is. You turn the TV on, they're talking about it again. It's like, what is this message following me? <laughs> I've had that experience, you know. What is the Lord speaking to you? That's what you need to buckle down with. Everybody, it, we're heading the same direction, but all of us will have different, you know, different strategies on our way. Amen? When, I, when my son was a baby, of course, babies as babies, you When they're babies, you feed them milk, right? I fed my baby milk when he was a baby. When he got a little older, we start sneaking rice into that milk. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) So he can sleep through the night. (laughs) He was waking up every two hours, starving. I'm like we can't be up. I mean, we can't do this again. He's not. He's four months old. This baby ought to sleep four, five, six hours. So we start sneaking rice into that milk. After a while, that wasn't enough anymore. We went on to um, pureed food, the baby mushed food, right? From there, we went into solid food. From solid food, we the last food we gave him was meat. Amen. What is the diet the Spirit of God has you on? It is most important that you don't jump and run and try to get ahead because all those people are doing over there. What is the, it the Spirit of God has you with right here, right now? That's the most important thing you need to be concerned with. Amen? We all have to run our own race. Amen? Amen? We all have a race to run. The destination is still the same, but each and everyone here has their own assignment. Each and everyone here is carrying a unique destiny. And believe you me, mine is not better than yours. A unique destiny that heaven is counting on you that you fulfill. A unique destiny that a lot of souls are hanging in a balance by your obedience. And that is important. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to Revelations 4. Revelations for verse 1. So I'm going to read. After this, I looked... And behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Amen. Verse 2. And immediately... I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Amen. Did you hear that? Immediately, I was in the spirit. That's the dispensation we're in. The invitation is gone out. Come up hither. Come up hither. Come up, leave that stuff. It doesn't matter anymore. Leave those things. They're not as important as you suppose. They're not as important as you suppose. It can wait. Those things can wait. They're screaming at you, but yes, they can wait. They're not as important as you think. Come up hither. And immediately, I was in the Spirit. Amen. Let's go to verse eight. And the four foot and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night saying holy holy. Holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne So we got a scenario. We got monsters in the throne. Think about it: six wings, all eyes. If that doesn't freak you out, <laughs> I don't know what else will. All eyes, six wings. I, so I, I would think they, suspe- they fly right in the throne, moving, making movement, flying right, seeing. Amen. And night and day, no rest. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Amen. And then, thinking about the, four, the 24 elders, it says, And the 24 elders fall down before him that sat on the throne. When we read it, we're thinking, oh, they bowed. No, they fell. The anointing came down and struck them off. And they fell. They fell under the power. They fell. It said they fell. They fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him, delivered forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, and they began to worship. And began to worship, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things. For Thy pleasure they are and were created. Purpose. We've been created for the pleasure of Almighty God. Amen? If you're wondering, what is my purpose? Lord, what have I been created to do? We have been created to bring pleasure to God Almighty. First purpose. See, when we do not not obey the revealed will of God, we need to get ourselves under submission to the revealed will. It's when we come under submission to the revealed will that the unrevealed part of our destinies are revealed. What do I mean by that? We've been created in the image of God to worship him. We've been created in the image of God to bring glory and honor to his name. He says, God is love. Amen? Those who worship him, worship in truth. God is love. To be like God, we have to love. There's no getting away from it. You're most like God when you're loving people, forgiving people, bridging gaps. You're most like God when you're walking in love. Think about it. Love is the one thing the enemy cannot what? The love of God is indestructible. He can mimic anything else, but when we when he comes to love, he's hands down, because lust has nothing, no similarity to true love. You can not buy somebody grossly because you have lust for them. The love of God is powerful. And we are most like God when we love. Amen. So that is our revealed purpose, to obey the word of God, to walk in obedience to him, to be be pleasing to him, to be lovers of his presence, and we are, To allow that presence to bring transformation in our lives. To go and keep going and keep going and keep going. Allow the presence to bring the Christ out of you. Let your lives be transformed in his presence. Allow the meditation of the word to bring transformation to who you are. Revealed will of God. When we walk in the revealed will of God and we are obedient children, then the unrevealed part of our destiny begins to be rolled out in front of us. We've been created to bring pleasure to Him. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory. And honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. For His pleasure we are, and for His pleasure we are created. Another scripture says, In Him we live, in Him we move, in Him we have our being. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Are we getting blessed today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. There is a song. I, I don't know if you guys know it. Um, do I have a five minutes to sing? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Thou, Do you know this? Thou art worthy. Okay. So we'll learn it quick, right? <laughs> it goes like this. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O oh God. To receive glory, honor, and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. It's just basically um, Revelations 4.11. If we can sing it, you can literally look in your Bible and sing it. Amen. (laughs) As I turn over the service to Pastor Miles. Jeremy, you know this song? Yes? Okay, I want to hear you sing it real loud. (laughs) 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 Thou art worthy, thou art worthy, O Lord. To receive glory, honor, and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are, and were created. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Amen. Pastor Miles.
0: So the Lord is definitely speaking to us. Um, that was the most gentle, strong word, I think, wasn't it? It was like really a strong word, but with gentleness, and because she operates out of love, the love of the Father. And so I just want Cynthia to just uh, share the first part of what you you, you said, and then I'm going to piggyback that. So. Is, The Lord is speaking.
2: Okay, so I've only been here a few times, but I'm here because the Spirit's here. And I want to be here a lot more, but I'm going to have to rely on the Holy Spirit to make that happen, right? While we were worshiping, Tori, wow, you've gone into a new portal. And when you were doing the song, um that led into the comment about revival. The Lord was saying to me repeatedly, get in step. Get in step. I'm calling I'm calling for my people to get in step. Like military step, like in cadence, together in unity. And I don't, you know, I didn't know if that was accurate or not until till Chinny came up to talk. And what was the rest of it? There um <laughs> So so but it was oh I know and then we were we were the flag you know the flags were disturbing the atmosphere which was bringing the wind of the spirit. And when Joe picked up two flags in one hand it made a sound and, and the Holy Spirit said, that is the sound of heaven. And I want, when you get in step and you begin to fine-tune your hearing, you will hear the sound of heaven and you will come in alignment with the sound of heaven, which is what Chinny is saying regarding heaven has come to earth. And I can't agree with her more. If you have doubts about who God has called you to be, deal with it and get find out. It's time. It's time.
0: Amen. Well, Cynthia, Cynthia wasn't here last week. You weren't here last week, right? You weren't here last Sunday. So it was all about the sound. It was all about, and I use the word cadence. I use that. But God is releasing something over the body at this moment. And um, I just really, what is it that sets us free? It's truth, right? You will know the truth, and the revelation of that truth will set you free. It's truth. And Chinny just came, and she brought us some real just scripture. James is like, James is like, it slaps, you know? It it hits you. (laughs) I'm serious. I read the book of James, and it's good. It's good for us. And the Holy Spirit is doing something. He wants us to align with what he's doing. And so the other thing that I, you know, that the Lord brought me right away was the parable of of the ten virgins. Right? Five of them were wise. Five of them were fools. But it says this in verse 5. It says, while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. It's okay to sleep, right? But you have to have your lamps full. You can't be unwise and not be full. And really what God wants to fill us with is his truth. His truth will set us free. Truth will set us free. Someone speaking tongues over us does not set us free. I love you, but that's the truth. It's the word of truth. It's the words that come from Jesus Christ. It's the anointing of the Father over your life that set you absolutely free. And so tonight I just feel like there was a, an exclamation point on what's been already happening, but the Lord is wanting us to listen, be awakened. That's our message anyway, but be awakened. It's not time to sleep. And if we operate, if we live in the place of rest, it's okay, but we have to have our lamps full. We have to be full of the word of truth, full of light, and prepared to bring light everywhere we go, right? And so, Tori, I don't know, do you want to help us with just some prayer time for people? Or we can go with the back, whatever you want to do. Jeremy, you can help if you want to, it's all right. If you don't want to, that's okay. But I'm just excited about what the Lord is releasing. And so you should be encouraged tonight. Because your faith is producing patience. And just because you're going through something doesn't mean someone else next to you is not going through something. The Lord wants us to understand. how I I speak that word a lot out of Revelation chapter 4. There's a door open in heaven. It's waiting for all of us. But he's waiting. The problem's not with heaven, it's with us aligning with what God's going to do, right?